You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Talkspace.com. Meet Bob. Hey, Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning, they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is a Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in. Give us a call, get in early so we can answer that question. This is an interactive call-in show where you're in charge. You uh, got a question? Give us a call. I'm Bob. Sitting next to me, as always, is Kyle. Kyle's got most of all the answers between us. If Uh, not, I can guess at it. Yeah, 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 we guess at it. We just educated guesses, which are mostly right, I would say. Yeah, it gets me through life. Yeah, you got (laughs) to boil it down to either right or left, and, uh, you know, most of the time we're right. Yeah. So... Yeah, this is an interactive call-in show. You call. You've got those, uh, we're looking for a new car, used car, um, you know, salvage car, car problem. You know, we, we want to get you to starting to fix that car before it potentially rains here early in this afternoon, and you got to quit the project. Nothing worse. You've worked than get- on plenty of cars in the rain. Have you? Yeah. Well, there ain't nothing worse. You know, you're just looking for a reason to stop sometimes, and a little bit that of sprinkle goes, helps. oh, I'm out of here. I'm done. I need a beer. After a few times, the one thing I will not do in the rain is ignition. Yeah, and I suppose. you know why. <laughs> yeah, you I know, mean, back in the old days, you know, when you got hit by a piece of or a spark from seventy-two Chevy, you knew it, but it didn't really. It didn't hurt. You go, oh, dang! You get hit from something now that's got the the electronic ignition that'll jump six inches, and you get a hold of that. It, it yes. You jump back. You're leaning over the fender. You know any any, yeah. any your thigh or anything else that's touching the metal. Oh, it just yeah. There, there's there's a it's like a hundred and ten volts. It's bad. Mm-hmm. So you, you whenever you work on ignitions like that, know where the closest restroom is. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you might not you might not even that get is there. Valuable information. <laughs> you might just go, be ready right there and be done. You just yeah. got to go change your pants. <laughs> I remember getting electrocuted one time by a um, a car. You might remember a 77 Ford Mustang that had MSD ignition. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, MSD ignition is made to fire hotter than any factory vehicle. Yeah. 
it's, and it's multi-spark like, distribution. You yeah, know. it's like drag cars. Those yes. magnetos. Yeah, I remember seeing it hit my wrist, and I woke up on the ground, and <laughs> yeah. You got to pee after that. It reminds <laughs> you to drink water. <laughs> you know, we used to have a mechanic that would, uh, he would put his thumb over top of the spark plug as a car was running. And as you would walk by, he would grab you on the hand and it just jolt you. And I don't know to this day how he was able to absorb all that, but he could. Some people can, you know, like that guy that can, you know, hold an extension cord in one hand and light a light bulb in the other hand. I mean, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it either. Ah. I'll tell you what. I wonder how many people that can go through before it dissipates. Ah, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to be the guy in, in the middle to try it, though. We're going to find We're going to some volunteers. If you, if you want to volunteer on that, uh, give us a call because I'm not going to be one Well, of you can't guys. just tell people what's going to happen. You <laughs> oh, Let's yeah. get 20 people all holding hands in a circle. <laughs> and an ambulance around the corner. Is that what you're saying? Start that car. All right. <laughs> Let's see what happens. All right, we got a quick caller, so we're going to head over to uh, Steve. Steve's got an 05 Dodge Dakota. Steve, what's going on today? Hey, how's it going? Good. Got a code that's drawn, a PO305, so a misfire on the number five cylinder. Okay. And I've replaced the spark plug and coil, and it's still setting it Mm. off. So just seeing what my next step would be before I try replacing a fuel injector or well we don't do too many fuel injectors anymore i mean fuel injectors are becoming quite a reliable piece possible i mean but so you have to have air fuel spark uh timing injector pulse um all that kind of stuff so what engine do you have in this car what kind of what 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 engine v6 v8 v8 okay so we know we got we know we got spark. Pretty sure we got fuel. Uh, you, yeah. Have you checked the injector pulse at all? I no, I haven't. Okay. All right. So injector pulse is another thing we got. So if you have spark and you have fuel, we don't know if we have fuel yet. But if we have spark and it's misfire in there and you change the plug and a coil, so we know that the spark side is probably fine. So. Do we know that we have Spark, though? Have you tested Spark? I have not. Okay. We need to start with our basics. Does it actually have Spark? Will it jump more than an inch, inch and a half? That would be the minimum end of that spectrum for that mm-hmm. car. I mean, this thing should be a lightning ball coming out of that coil. Secondly, compression is something. Does it have right. good compression? I mean, on that engine, I would guess you would see somewhere in around 150, 160. Mm-hmm. And if you're just cranking a cold engine. And if you burnt a valve or slightly burnt a valve or, or the lifter's bad or hanging open just a little bit, it's not going to allow that compression to leak out and cause a misfire. Mm-hmm. A f- fair amount of these four sevens in the Dodges, they, they would build up carbon and have rocker arm issues because your valve essentially just sticks. And then they end up throwing the rocker arms. If it's the engine I'm thinking of, it's an overhead valve or an overhead cam engine. Yeah, it is. And it'll spit that rocker right out from underneath the camshaft. And you'll find Because your valve sits down. Yeah, when you pull the valve cover, you'll find it laying just right mm-hmm. there, not too far from it. That could also cause a misfire, too. Is there any kind of popping back through the intake or anything that you're hearing? Any kind of weird? Not that I can hear. Okay. okay. Nope. Injector pulse is another one. 
So if you are getting injector pulse to all the other ones, but you're not getting an, uh, a constant on-off ground signal to that injector to work, it's going to have a misfire. And that comes straight from the computer. So you could have a computer driver mm -hmm. inside the computer not having the signal. So you're going to have power all the time to that connector when you turn the key on, 12-volt power, and then you, they cycle a flashing ground. A flashing ground. Easiest way to test it, find a light bulb, like a 912, one of the small light bulbs in your car. And there's when you pull it out of the socket, there's two wires on it that will yeah. be curled up around the glass. Just pull those out straight, stick it in that connector, that light should flash. Yeah, you're going to have to probably, yeah, pull it out. And you'll have to hold it while you have somebody crank it over because you, you probably won't be able to jam them in there. Mm -hmm. but just And then if that light is pulsing, okay. Then you've got that. So mark all this stuff down on a piece of paper so you can go through and just exit out once you've checked it all. Um, that way you can come back and, and say, okay, did I do that? Did I not do that? Well, yes, I did it, and here's the result. And mm -hmm. it, it just in case you don't do it all in one time, that's that's the reason I'm saying that. So we know we got air. Gotcha. Cross that out. You know, you check your spark, air, fuel, spark, injector pulse, timing, compression. Mm-hmm. I would check compression before timing. Timing would be my last yep. avenue because you've only got one cylinder misfiring. If you had a whole bank out, first place I'm looking is that timing chain. But, yeah, get a good compression reading on it. Check your spark. Check your injector pulse. You'll figure it out. Yep. Okay. It's, it all relates. It. You bet. It's all, it all relates to those particular things mm -hmm. we said. It's just a matter of don't skip them um, because once you skip them, that's the one that usually it is. Yeah, I've been down that road. Yeah. If you need some more help, give us a call. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the call. All right, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a moment. Must have been about 43. I heard her going clang. That 71 Mustang. And I knew it wouldn't be long before her tires were all bald. But she would still be mine. Yeah, she's mine. All mine. Say yeah. I love nuts and bolts. Let's burn another quart of oil, baby. Mr. Mechanic Show is brought to you by Buchanan Service Center. Two locations, 79th and Dodge and 50th and Dodge in Omaha. This is Nebraska's news, weather, and traffic station. News Radio 1110 KFAB and KFAB.com, an iHeartRadio station. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110 is the numbers to get in. Give us a call so we can help you down that road. We're going to head back to Steve. For a minute, Steve had the uh, injector pulse there, so it took us a minute to to write things down for you, Steve. Um, we just go through it through our head so quickly; it's tough to express that quickly on the radio. So we're going to have air, fuel, spark, compression, injector pulse, timing, and exhaust. That's where it's at. If you can't find it between one of those, you need to tow it somewhere. 
Um, we, we check for fuel to see if the plug's wet. You know, we, we know that there's actually fuel getting there. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's dry, yeah, maybe we don't have fuel going there. We might pull an injector, take a look. Compr- we've seen where you've had injector pulls, mm-hmm. but no fuel going to the cylinder. Right, right. And, and then you pull that um, you pull that rail off, and then you crank it over and see if you're getting anything out of it. Or you can switch if you don't want to go buy parts. You could pull one, you know, off of one cylinder and swap it with the one next to it, and see, absolutely, and see if your check engine light that moved from PO three hundred five moved over to uh, the next cylinder. And that's and, the great thing about misfires. You can do that with coils, injectors, spark plugs, basically any component. Yep. I mean. Aside from pulling valves out of the head and switching them, I mean, nobody wants to do that. Yes. The compression, we're going to give a rough range of about 120 to 160. You know, that can go a little lower to go a little higher, but that's kind of where you should be. Your average V8, that's probably the ballpark. In in four cylinders and some may go up. You want an uh, injector pulse. You want a pulsing ground. You want power on one side, pulsing ground on the other. This goes for every car out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you start getting to the the bottom of the pile – Exhaust is something else. So if a car doesn't run or it starts and runs, it won't run. You know, that's you do a back pressure test, and that's the reason it won't start. We've had cars that we couldn't get started and stay running because the exhaust is so plugged it couldn't breathe. And we all know what that's like. So, um, and then timing's your last because that's the most invasive. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, there you go. Try it. Call us if you have some need some more help. We're going to head over to uh, Tom. Tom's got an 07 F-150. Tom, thanks for waiting. Yep, got an intermittent no start with this vehicle. Um, I'll drive it for three weeks, and I won't start the next day. I'll have it towed to the dealer. When it won't start, they'll go out, and it'll start up the next day. They said if, if it starts, they can't figure out what it is. When it doesn't start, is it cranking over? Yeah, what what does no start mean no, to you? Just, no, when I say no, it doesn't start, all the lights will come on. I just won't, it won't start. It won't, the well, engine no, doesn't turn over? Crank. No crank? No, it doesn't crank. No, nothing. Okay. So it, the no, lights the come lights on. Are, okay. All the dash lights come on, yes. I would mm. jump towards that starter in a heartbeat. Yeah. So first thing I'm what? doing, if it's an intermittent problem, I'm going to wire up a again with a light bulb. You can take any light bulb on a car and just run some wires down to the S-terminal on that truck, stick it underneath your wiper blade. Yep. Start it. That light will light up when that starter's commanded. Your engine turn, should turn over and start. If it doesn't and your light bulb's lit, you know you got a starter issue. Now you got several things between when you turn on the key and it goes through um, on the ignition side. You've got sure. a neutral safety switch. You've got a relay. You've got a fuse box. You've got security, and you back it all the way up to the ignition switch. So what, Kyle? I've got a new starter on. It's about two years old. I'm thinking it's a neutral safety switch. Could because be. it seems like after it gets towed, it'll start every time the next day. Can oh. you put it in neutral and start it, or any other no, gear? No, it won't start in neutral. It won't start in neutral. I put it in neutral and try, but I put it back in park, and maybe the next day I'll go out there and it'll start. Mm. Okay. So what we're trying to do is once it goes through those four things and hits to the mm-hmm. starter, it should start. So what we're trying to find out is, are we getting any signal there to begin with on the S terminal? So if we're if we're getting okay. signal. Just because your starter's two years old means nothing. Um, even if it's two days old, it doesn't mean anything. It, we need to find out if we're getting power there. If we're not getting power there, then we need to back up and say the first thing in the system is A, and that is maybe neutral safety switch. And you might sure. be right. The, the next time, 
if you want to do a couple things. What Kyle was describing is on all three stations what we have, we, we've wired up alligator clips to a couple of wires with a light bulb in the middle. Okay. Right. And what this allows us to do is push one to ground and push one to the S terminal and take about 15 feet of wiring up and we put this light bulb right underneath the wiper blade. So when we have intermittents right. like that and we can't figure them out because it happens like yours and when it finally happens, um, it, you might only have. You don't have a second to run and get your test light. No. If you let off the key, everything may be gone and you can't do anything. So we will hook up this wire, put it underneath there, and then only one person can walk out and go, yep, I got light. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Next thing you know, they're beeping on the horn because everybody comes running to figure out what this problem is so that we can solve it right now. So that's that's what he's that's what he's trying to do is is make it easy for you to figure out do we have power or we don't have power. That now if you want to try something else and you think that the neutral safety switch is, you could certainly the next time it won't start, you could have somebody crawl underneath there and tap on that neutral safety switch and see if it fires off. And it might because you've made a connection now very gently that wasn't there before before you start replacing parts. That's the reason we do it, because we're trying to figure out what the problem is instead of just educating, guessing on it, and saying, hey, I hope this fixes it. You know, we would prefer to know, and that's what the dealer's doing. The dealer's doing the great thing for you, and, right. and, and that's what they, yeah. that's what most guys will do for you instead of just hanging it and seeing what happens. So so, so I have to wait until it won't start to do this? Uh, short of... Short of putting another relay in, another starter, and a neutral safety switch, and see if you cover your bridges, and, and uh, if, if you haven't, you're out a couple hundred bucks, and you know it, sometimes that might be worth it. That 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 money may be worth the the effort to do to try to solve a problem that because it's an intermittent electrical problem, and nothing nothing's worse than an intermittent electrical problem because <laughs> that's what it is. It's no different than the TV back in the day when this picture went out, you slap it upside the head, now the picture is good. Yeah, you know, same yeah. difference, same thing. Okay. All right. Thanks, Lawton. You bet. Intermittent electrical issues. I wish I could help him more, but that's you know that's kind of what we do to kind of go through it. And, and like you said, the 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 repair shop he's going to is doing the right thing. And yeah. You, and a lot of times we'll get that we'll go tow a car in, and I'm surprised it hasn't started by the time it gets there. Yeah. The car won't start at home. We put it on, get it on a tow truck. We jiggle it down the road, hit uh, one of a few potholes that are seem to be be appearing uh, here lately and not getting fixed. By the way, there's some big ones. There out are. There. Yeah, we did a great job of filling all the potholes. They're back. Yes. <laughs> Let's get back out there and fill the potholes again. But anyway, by the time the uh, it jiggles, hits two potholes, and and drops it off in the tow truck, the car runs. Yeah, and usually it was a fuel pump back in the day. Fuel pumps, ground wires being loose. Yep. Because we've got you so know, much salt on the road, it'll, it'll ground, it'll yeah. rust things away. Any number of things can be fixed by bouncing this thing up and down the road. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 is the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. There turns bad. Turn to News Radio 1110 KFAV and the Pyramid Roofing Severe Weather Center and be ready when storms develop. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 the numbers to get in and get in. All right, we've got, uh, we got, we got a full bank of calls. We're going to head over to Ray. Ray's been waiting patiently about question about hybrid cars. Ray, go ahead. Yes, I have a, a question about how can a consumer 
contact uh, Detroit or some other manufacturer to let them know what kind of car they want? Or is it only the federal government that can do that? You know, I, I kind of I think I know where you're going here. Is, is that um, you'd like to see kind of out there what what the what the everybody else would like instead of them saying this is what you're going to drive? Is that kind of where we're going? Yes. Yeah. You know, they put it. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, you know, I've often thought that, but I I don't know how you do that other than just try to contact each you know particular person, marketing group, or somebody higher up than that. But you know, basically. They put cars out through their market research and their studies, and they do studies all over the country and all the time, all over the world. They do that, and they're trying to figure out what the next best, you know, gold mine's going to be, so to speak. And that's why you see a lot of models that go away, because when they put a model out there and it sells like hotcakes, and then it falls off the map, it's gone. The, so when you ask yourself, why don't I see this car anymore? Why don't I see this car anymore? Oh, that was a great car. Why don't I see that anymore? It, it wasn't profitable. It, it wasn't profitable. It or is, it failed after the fact. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, it's just, it is a business like anything else. And if they're not selling that product, boom, it's got to go. So uh, there were some great cars that, that have gone away. And there were some great cars. I'm glad they're gone. But, yeah, uh, where's the Ford Falcon today? Yeah, you know, and I agree with, with, with exactly what you're saying. It'd be nice to, hey, if we did a bunch of that, maybe they can get into a market research. Maybe there's something that we can do and say, hey, this is what I would like, and, and voice your opinion. That, that'd be a great idea, and find out that what that avenue is. But that's, yeah. that's, How do you do that? I, You know, I don't know. I've never sat and thought about it. They've always made what I liked, so I yeah. don't worry too much about it. I've been attempting it in my driveway. When something <laughs> isn't the way I like it on my car, I make it myself. Yeah, do, do you and have that a, takes a lot. Do you have a hybrid car, or or you, uh, or you no, think what I what I would like is a hybrid car with a diesel engine, or a hybrid car with a flex fuel engine. Hmm. hmm. You know, um, you know, and General Motors made one for a while. The the Tahoes were a were a flex fuel with a hybrid engine. A yeah, gas. that was the eighty five. Yeah, yeah, that one was. That one didn't last that long. And the Silverado and the GMC Sierra had a hybrid option too. They did, they did. And they only made it like one production year. Yeah, it, it was in. It was the big thing, and then it was gone because uh, they sat in their lot and nobody would buy the thing. So yeah, you know. Now it, maybe they're going through something like that again because that was quite a while yeah, ago. Yeah, was quite I a mean, while. That was oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. Hybrid was still in that era a taboo thing that. You know, Toyota was only doing. Yes, and Toyota's and, been doing it for quite a long time, and I've never really stopped to th- look to see if they had um, flex fuel on any of the Toyotas. I don't think they do. I don't believe they do. No, I to don't. To the best of my knowledge. That's a good question, Ray. We'll just have to research that and uh, do an article here on the show about it. See what we can find. Okay. Appreciate well, the call. Thank you. You bet. Appreciate you waiting. All right, we're going to head over to Travis. Travis has got a 94 Ford Mustang. Travis, what's going on? So I have a 94 Ford Mustang Cobra that misfires between 3,500 RPMs to 5,000 RPMs, roughly. It's not always misfiring at that, but but it seems to be pretty consistent. I changed the fuel filter in it. Fuel pressure was a little low. I don't know if it was just my gauge. I ended up changing the fuel pump 
in it, and fuel pressure was the same. So I was like, eh, probably just the gauge, maybe. And spark plugs took them out. They seemed all right. Uh, did compression across all the cylinders. I had some cylinders that were maybe 10, 10 psi lower than the rest. Nothing too concerning. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I'm putting new spark plugs in it, but I ain't started it up since that. So I didn't know if there's any other ideas you had for uh, a misfire in those higher RPMs. What was your actual compression reading? Uh, they were between between 130 to 140 okay. uh, across cylinders. So that's okay. You'll fire a cylinder on that. What kind of spark plugs were in it? Uh, they had like those those uh, Bosch where they had the four probes. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Get that out of there. Get those out of there. Way yeah, out. Yeah, so I just put in some throw, NGKs. Throw those as far as you can. Yeah. I would put yeah. back in there um, what came back in there. I don't motorcraft or an auto light plug. Yeah, I, I don't think that's NGK is a great plug. Um, you know, top of the line plug, and you know, Bosch for that matter is is not a bad plug either for Volkswagens. For Volkswagens and anything European, um, you know, we used to throw oh, just random, not not random, but we used to throw a certain kind of spark plug in everything. And we just don't do that anymore. If if it got if it has, we'll either put an Asians auto- get NGK or Denso. Yep. In domestics get AC Delco, Champion or Auto Light. We, we have run across too many circumstances. Both Kyle and I have where we put uh, X spark plug in. Mm-hmm. We had a misfire. We put X spark plug in. We still have a misfire. We fixed the problem, but have it down the line again. Sure. Once we go back to what was supposed to be in there, uh, you know, out of the factory OEM. It seems like we have solved that problem once, and we never have a comeback on it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that we, were, we weren't trying to get a comeback. It's just that there's something that that particular spark system is designed to do for that plug. In that particular Mustang, you would have a Motorcraft, probably copper resistor plug. If you want to get frisky with it, put a single platinum in there, double platinum maybe. Yeah. But the highest you can go now is, believe it, is a is a Ruthium. Uh, iridium used to be it. But Have you Ru- seen those plugs? Ru- uh, no, but they're expensive. I put a set in the other day. It's twenty-seven bucks a plug, and <laughs> it looks like it just—it looks like the cheapest thing on earth that will not stand up. The tip yeah. is smaller than a toothpick. Yep. So the so they are they're designing the ignition system for that certain that if you put a resistor plug in where a ruthium plug should be. It's going to have misfires, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So that would, when I was listening to you describe that, the first thing that I would probably do, you've got ignition breaking down somewhere. Yeah, I would put spark plugs in. I don't know if I'd necessarily put coils in, but I would probably get a set. Well, of, that should be plug wires, right? That plug wires. Yeah, that's pl- pl- plug wire with one coil. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I, I would probably put plugs a, and wires. Yep, plugs and wires. A good set of plugs and a great set of wires. Because mm-hmm. that. That silicone will break down. All it takes is just a minuscule spot for that spark to leak through, and it's going to ground intermittently. Power will find ground. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sure that you're driving it around like a little old lady, right? What's that? You're, dri- you're driving it easy everywhere you go? Never seen 60. Never seen 60? Right, right. So, I haven't even had a chance to drive it really since I bought it because yeah. I bought it with this problem to, okay. to fix it. Let's get those plugs in there. Today's a great day to get out on well, the highway. The, the previous guy didn't drive it 60. Let's just say that. How's that? 
Right, so right. He, he's, he's, it, it had more problems than I could deal with uh, at one time. We'll just say that. Yeah, after yeah. Well, he's stressing the electrical system and has been for a while, and that's just part of the breakdown. You don't have a full-on miss. That's why it's tough to find. You have just a slight miss here, but that's the, the quick and easiest and most common thing. Right. Sounds good. All right. Appreciate the call, Travis. Yep. Bye. We're going to head over to Jay. Jay's got a pickup truck question. Jay, what's going on? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was just curious. I know uh, a few weeks ago you guys had uh, somebody call in about what was a better pickup, new pickup to buy, and uh, you had discussed like there's, I think like the F one fifty has got like a tail light assembly now that costs like fifteen hundred dollars to replace mm-hmm. or something like that. And I, I'm looking at something more in a mid size like pickup uh, and. Uh, I'm just wondering what's a good. I think at the other a few weeks ago you had mentioned, I think it was either Toyota or Nissan that makes a fairly decent pickup. Toyota uh, Tacoma. Yep, yeah. great trucks. Tacoma. So, so uh, I'm just curious. What, anything on the midsize line? Is it Toyota again, or is it something else? Um, you know, I I'll see what your what your thoughts are, Kyle. My if if I had thoughts and I was going to say I'm going to go out and buy a truck first thing. I'm a Chevy guy, but my first one's probably going to be a Toyota if I can find it, and mm-hmm. um, and then it's a toss up between a Ranger and a Ford after that. Yeah, the Tacoma okay. would be mid range. That would be nope. my go to. But yeah, I, I said the Sioux thing. It's, it's going to be a Toyota, and it's going to be a Ranger or a, uh, a, a Colorado. The, the I'm Chevy out or. on the other two, but the, <laughs> the Tacoma. We'll talk about that one. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be where I would go, but like Bob said, it's finding one. It's finding uh, my neighbor one. just got a brand new one. He had to wait six months for it got here. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. Toyota builds a great solid product that just is just rock solid. It it doesn't break. It goes forever. Uh they've they've had a, a few issues here and there, but they all are They always do that. cover them. They always cover them and you just can't go wrong with them. Some of the and I don't know why some of the other other ones don't follow in suit with that. Um, I'm just giving you a, yeah. what I what I see in the shop. Is that probably exactly what I drive? No, it's not. But I'm just giving giving you my honest opinion based on what I see. Absolutely, and, I, and there's a lot of market research that's available online, but you never know who's sponsoring the market research. You're right. So it's you gotta <clears throat> you gotta yeah. ask the guy that knows. I mean, I I tell a lot of people when they call me, you know, they're looking for used cars. And I said, you know, go out looking for cars and then call me with your top five and i'll nix the uh four yeah. of them and then you can bring me the one you really want <laughs> because right, right because it's just it's heartache every time that we see them and, and sometimes they they'll show up and i just, yeah sorry you got to go back and look at something else we're just being you know we're trying to get you into the best car you know and that's that's what it, it's all going to break they're going to come back to fix something else but we're trying to get the one that doesn't break the most absolutely I appreciate the information. Thank you. You bet. Have a good... Appreciate the call, Jay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Mr. Mechanic, we'll be back in a minute. A frantic news cycle. As we get through the weekend, we'll be ready to cover all of it. Early Monday, KFAB's Morning News. All right, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. Uh, we're going to head right back into the callers. Larry, uh, Larry's got a code reader. Or Larry, what's going on? You looking for a code reader still? Did you find one? Uh, yes. 
Did you did you find? Did you, you, okay, you're still looking, Larry. You haven't found one yet, Larry. Larry, you there, Larry? Hey, Larry. Well, we'll, we'll come back. We'll come to, back to you. We'll come back to Larry in a minute. We're gonna head over to Doug. Doug's got a, a few general uh, questions on service records. Doug, what's going yeah, on today? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I love your guys' show, by the way. Uh, I'm looking at a, a new Hyundai because I couldn't get a Toyota Corolla. And I, uh, I'm wondering, in your, in your guys' work, how many Hyundais do you see that have, what kind of service problems are you seeing with them? I'm looking at a, a brand-new 23 with the keyless ignition, so there's not the, the key start issue that has come up with the previous Hyundais. Right. Right, yeah. If you've got a key fob, you don't have that problem. Um, Twenty three. I've seen no issues with those at all. <laughs> None. Great None. cars by what I've seen. Uh, you know, I will say that I have. Um, I've got a fifteen Hyundai, um, and I've also got a twenty two Hyundai in the family. And um, uh-huh. the twenty twos are the fifteen's a great car. Love it. Uh, just it's a to go faster little rocket ship, and I love driving it. Um, haven't had issue one with it except for the potholes and that's why i had the pothole story earlier because i'm key i just ruined another tire because the tires are so low profile but if we fix the potholes that my problem would go away so mm. i wouldn't have to buy a couple hundred dollar tire every time that i hit one seems but like a regional issue it does seem like a regional issue isn't it well i don't know who we can call what we'll to find that out anyway and i got there's a 22 in my family that's uh it's been great car, great road car. It has no issues other than changing the oil. The engine's roughly the same. Hyundai d- and Kia are great buyers' cars because yeah. their warranty says it all. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, hundred thousand. And they had problems with with the engines kind of blowing up there. You know, not too awful long ago on certain ones, probably eight to ten years and ago. Because I mean, even with manufacturing those, they, progress, but they, they still took care offered of them. a really good blanket coverage, even if you were over a hundred thousand. I mean, they're uh, yeah, they took care of them all. So yeah. if they went bad, they took care of them. They're standing behind their product. Other than this, I don't know why they didn't put the immobilizer in. That's kind of a dumb deal yeah. or anything else but that's but hey they made the steering column easy to repair yeah yeah <laughs> let me tell you we know that because we've done a bunch of them so to answer your question you know they're both the same company kia and hyundai is the same mm-hmm. uh one is just a lower lice uh, lower priced entry level the kia is and that's starting to come up and then the hyundai was the flagship mm-hmm. um you know i owned a hyundai car back in 86 when they first came out other than it was kind of an anemic thing that wouldn't go up the hill, it was um, it was a great car. So I wouldn't have any problem with it at all. I mean, that's Hyundai is on on my top five as far as look at and uh, and buy. So out there, well, I, I really I really like the the Corolla, but the problem with those is you can't get them. I know, and it. it's like wait five six months, and actually you get more for your money. I found with the Honda than the Corolla, but that said, I still wanted the Corolla because I had one before. Had great luck with it for 15 years, but you know, if you can't get them, you can't get them. No, you can't get them, and and sometimes, well, the other option is if you're if you're looking for new, you might be able to find something that's out there on the lot. You know, you can search nationwide and have it shipped to you. You know, so if you're <laughs> really bent on that, I mean, it may cost you an extra 500 to a thousand bucks to get what you want. Might be in Florida, but you know, purchase it online anymore with. With the pandemic that came around, I mean, we can do everything online, and they can just—if it's a certified used car, there shouldn't be any issues whatsoever. 
So that's another possibility for you. Well, the Hyundai does, definitely has the best warranty I've seen of any manufacturer. I think it's number one in the nation. It is. So, yeah. And I have not had to use that at all on my 15, and I've been very happy with, with, in fact, when I finally get rid of this 15, I will probably go right back to that particular car. Yeah, great well, cars. That's, that's very reassuring. Thank you very much. You bet. Yeah, you pulled up a picture of a Hyundai XL. <laughs> Isn't this ironic? Every picture is in the junkyard. Yes, it is. It is. It had a Mitsubishi engine. It had uh, mostly, it was Honda, It was a Hyundai outside body, but it had a Mitsubishi. Wanted to bring back some memories yeah, for you, Bob. Yeah, Mitsubishi engine, transmission, four, no, yeah, was it four-door? I don't remember what it was. That was a two-door. Two-door hatchback. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All right, we're going to head over to Larry. Larry, what's going on? Yeah, hi. Thanks for taking my call. No yeah, trouble. Yeah. We're, sorry we lost I you. I called a couple weekends ago, and about a, a guy called in and said he's got a meter like I was looking for, and I had no idea how to get a hold of him. Hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, so you're looking to kind of hook up with that guy and, and get that part so you can kind of figure out what you got going on the on the Taurus, right? Yeah, that meter, that old snap-on meter. You just tell me to look up the brick. <laughs> the brick, yes, yes. You know, boy, I think I'd have to go look and see. I think we've gotten rid of all our OBD1 stuff, too. I just don't think I have it anymore. I, I know I had a box full of wiring and everything else. I finally just put underneath the, the counter because I just never used it anymore. So We still got that same box. I think every shop has that box. I think ours has <laughs> moved to our long-term storage. Long-term storage. Okay, so, uh, Mr. Mechanic mm-hmm. listeners, we Larry is looking for a OBD1 uh, scanner and, and some of the wiring to hook up to his Ford Taurus so he can you diagnose. Were, you were wanting to get ABS issues or ABS codes out of that, right, Larry? Yeah, an airbag. Okay, so All it's right. going to have to be a capable scanner, Snap-on, Maxis, something like that. So if, if anybody's uh, got one, yeah, if anybody's got one, you want to donate to Larry's or you uh, want to sell it, you know, give stop at one of the the gas stations and uh, we'll we'll make sure Larry gets it or, you know, give us a call us next week on the Mister Mechanic Show. We'll make uh, try to put two and two together so we can help you out, Larry. The other thing to look at, Larry, is eBay or look up Swap Meet Nebraska, and you can find them there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. They're out yep. on the Swap Meets. All right, that's another that's another hour, Kyle. Holy moly, that went fast. Yeah, hope everybody we made it. Hope everybody got what they were looking for. If not, call us back next week. You know, we'll help you out some more. We gave we throw a lot of information out quick, but just because it's stuck in our head and we do it really fast. So, all right, five five eight eleven tens the numbers to get in next week. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week. You know when you're really stressed or not feeling so great about your life or about yourself? Talking to someone who understands can really help. But who is that person? How do you find them? Where do you even start? Talkspace. Talkspace makes it easy to get the support you need. With Talkspace, you can go online, answer a few questions about your preferences, and be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. If you're depressed, 
stressed, struggling with a relationship, or if you want some counseling for you and your partner, or just need a little extra one-on-one support, Talkspace is here for you. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance, no problem. Now get $100 off your first month when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Talkspace.com.